Welcome to Gardening Talkback on 2NURFM. Greg Richard joined by Judy Sharp for a Monday afternoon. How are we going today, Judy? Oh, very well, Greg, and yourself? Very good. Not, not a bad autumn day out there at the moment. No, it's quite good. Quite good. Cloudy, but, you know, we're used to that, aren't we? Bit of clouds, not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's only when it pours down out yeah, that, of it. That's it, yeah. What have you got for us today? Well, look, I'm going to talk a little bit about the autumn garden. A mm-hmm. lot of people think, oh, autumn's cold and there's nothing going to be flowering, but I'm here today to tell all the listeners that there are plenty of plants in flower in the autumn garden. So there's nothing to worry about. Oh, no, nothing to worry about at all. Andrew, you mentioned it's now autumn. A lot of people start to, well, not panic, but not getting overly enthusiastic by flowering. No, because they think, well, the cold weather's here and nothing's going to flower. And then I suddenly draw it when I'm driving around. I've noticed all the Sasanqua camellias are coming out in flower. Now, Greg, they're a little bit early, but they look brilliant. I, coming up my drive, I've got whites and pinks and every colour imaginable, apart from red. Yep. <laughs> and um, uh, the Sasanqua camellias prior flower prior to the japonicas. They flower in winter. Now, a lot of people get them mixed up, but the sasanqua has a smaller leaf and it's tougher. It will take all the heat and everything. So uh, they always provide a wonderful hedge or a good specimen plant. So they're all out in flower. Uh, Frangipanis are in flower. Yep, everyone likes frangipanis. Yeah, but I've been having people come in and say, what's... What's the matter with my frangipani? It's not dropping its leaves. I said, because it's in flower. (laughs) It's going to drop the leaves in winter. But I think because we've had such a a wet season, everyone's thinking, well, we're in winter now, but we're not really. It's still a couple of months away, isn't it? It's still a couple of months away. Um, And the other plant I've noticed in flower is the Tibetrina Ralstonville. Now, you would know what that is. Oh, you're exactly right. I can picture it. But it, just, for those, people, just it? for those people who don't know, what does it look like? <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful purple shrub that's in flower at the moment. And oh, it was yeah. actually uh, propagated in Alstonville up north. Yep. And it's called Tibetrina Alstonville. And it's absolutely beautiful. It's covered in purple flowers everywhere at the moment. If anyone's wondering what that tree is and they want to go out and find one, Tibetina Alstonville. And one of my very most favourite plants is, you ready? Yep. I'm only going to say it <laughs> once for you, Greg. Cultronia. 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 But because, you know, I like to give you a little bit of a handout, yeah. you could call it golden rain tree. Okay. Now, it's just getting its yellow flowers on it. But they're not the most exciting part of that tree. When the flowers drop off, these beautiful pink seeds come on. And then people come looking for the tree that's got pink flowers, but they are actually the seeds. Right. Yeah. So will you remember that one? I will remember that one. Golden. Golden rain tree. Golden rain tree. Yeah. Or Cultronia. I think we'll just go with golden rain tree. I think you'll be happier doing that, <laughs> For yes. the time being. <laughs> It's Gardening Talkback on 2 RFM. We've got Denise from Grassford, and she's got a question about pruning citrus. Oh, hi, Denise. Hi, how are you? Very um, well. Last year, my citrus 
trees never flowered due to the extreme dry weather we're having here. Yes. And therefore I have no fruit this year and I'm getting long, lanky shoots out. Should I prune the trees back lightly now and give them a feed or what should I do? Yes, that won't hurt. Uh, Really, citrus like to be fed in March and in August. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the weather's up and down, isn't it? So I think you could give it a light prune, only a light prune, and then give it some poultry. Is it in the ground? Yes, yes. They're they're well-established trees. Oh, right, right. Yes. And you haven't got, you know, that gawler wasp that gets on the stems? No, that's good. have had that citrus. Bug that shield bug on them previously, but as there's no fruit this year, that's not on there. But I do have some black aphids on the mandarin tree. Should I spray that or just cut all those tips off? Oh, no, probably spray that. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps with some malathon and white oil mixed together. Yes, thank you. But when you're uh, fertilising now, what you need to do is use poultry manure. Out yes, under I'm... the drip line, mm-hmm. not close to the trunk. Water it first, and then after you apply it, water it again, and then in a couple of weeks' time, give it some citrus fertiliser. Okay, thank you very much. Now you're welcome, and to other listeners out there, you don't put that citrus fertiliser on pot-grown specimens because fine. it will burn, but you'll be fine with that, Denise. But give it a little light prune first. Not too severe because, you know, we are starting towards winter, aren't we, even though I'm talking it down today? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to get colder up at Crisford than we will down here. So, yes, that's yeah, for sure. just a light prune, do you? Okay, thank you very much. You're very welcome. And we've got Mike from North Rothbury. And he's got a problem with his roses. Hello, Mike. You wouldn't have problems up there. Great rose-growing territory. <laughs> no, this is uh, an accident. Um, had to go away for three months and no one attended um, them and the watering system broke down. So it's um, And that was when rose... we were hot, wasn't it? Yeah, well, one mm. rose in particular really suffered. That's the one we wanted to save, so... It's only, it's in an 8-inch pot. It's only been propagated up in Queensland probably about less than, or probably about five, six months ago. And uh, long story short, um, dry, all the leaves, it's only about a foot high to 12, 14 inches high. A few little branches did look beautiful, but um, the leaves have turned yellowy with black or they've actually died. So I've cut them all off. I didn't know what to do after that. There's not much green left. Right, okay. Uh, so have you cut down to the green, Mike? Yes, I did, and it is green where I cut, yes. Right, okay, that's good. And you're watering it every day now, I gather? I actually soaked it for about four hours to start with. Right. Because um, I thought bugs might have been into it. So I, I just didn't know what to do, to be quite truthful. Do I repot? Do mm. I... No, did you tell me it it has only been when was it struck? Um, it was struck probably six months ago. No, no, you never moved them for a year, Mike. Right, that's you'd be fine. doing more damage. But uh, are you able to access a product called Sudden Impact for Roses? Uh, yes, I can access anything as long as I know where to go. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> Where would uh, I go to get it? Look, know, I, um, I'm pretty sure that um, uh, 
sudden impact is only distributed through nurseries. So perhaps you need to... Um... Oh, and that's fine. I'll, I'll soon chase up the nursery. OK, yeah. so you want sudden impact for roses and yep. uh, you'll give it probably just one fertiliser now um, yep. and keep the water up, of course. But don't... Um, now we're getting a bit of rain. Don't always rely on the rain either because, you know, it can... With a pot, it can hit the sides of the pot and not go down to the root system. That's exactly what we was doing, so that's why I soaked it, yeah. <laughs> so some sudden impact and a little bit of yep. loving care with water and yep. uh, no more pruning and don't transplant now. Okay. We'll go from there and I'll cross my fingers. Okay, and keep me posted. Thank you very much. I'll ring you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you, Mike. Bye. Thanks, Mike. We've got Alan from Merriweather and he's got a question about a potted lemon tree. Hello, Alan. How are you? Very well, thank you, Judy. How are you this afternoon? Oh, fighting fit, having fun here with young Greg. He's such a fount of knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Fighting fit, that sounds dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what's your your problem with the lemon tree? I don't really, I don't think I have a problem. All I want to do, Judy, is transplant it into a larger pot. Uh, I'm just wondering what the best, when is the best time to do that? Alan, I think you're pretty safe to do it now, as long as you don't disturb the roots. Yeah, I've got, um, I do have fruit on it. Ah, Uh, right, okay. Should we wait till the fruit's finished? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that'd be wise. And make sure you use a very good quality potting mix, won't you? A citrus potting mix? You could use citrus, or you could even use a premium potting mix, which... You know, I tend to use myself. Uh, but, you know, a citrus mix should be fine if you can get one. Okay. And uh, no, you know, don't do much fertilising now until probably August. Okay. Right, so uh, just wait till the fruit's finished and yep. do it then. And then repot it, yes. As, okay, Jim. As long as it hasn't started to snow, Alan. Oh, in Merriweather, I don't think there's a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, but then we get those nasty southerly storms, don't we? Yes, yeah, this one's pretty well protected by the house, so it's not a... from the south, so it's really not a great problem. Oh, that's good, but it's getting full sun, isn't it? Yes, yes. Oh, great. OK, well, you haven't got many problems, really, Alan. No, not that I'm aware of, but there. <laughs> for me. OK, Thanks. good luck with it. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for much. the call. Bye. Grant from Tingara Heights, and he's also got a bit of a problem with his rose. Oh, Grant, another rose problem. What's happening yeah. in the world? Oh, thanks, Judy. I've got a, we've had a rose that's been very um, prolific at flowering for many years, maybe 10 years, but at the base of it, it got some sort of rot in it. Ah, uh, um, borer it's probably. It's still flowering, mm. but not very well. I'm not whether sure we should just pull it out and start fresh or um, prune it back hard or something or fertilise it. Or Is it a rose that you like, that you're fond of? We, we are indeed. Well, I'm suggesting you might have borer in there. Yes. Uh, have you, you know, you scraped around to see if you've got anything inside the, the yeah. base? Yeah. The only thing I found are those um, like millipedes, you know, those little... Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. They, they seem to be hanging out around it. Right, and it's 10 years old. Yeah, and it's not really flowering that well, and I thought 
maybe we'll just go get a new one. Is, is that now is a good time to put one in, a new one? Or? Uh, well, you probably won't get one until June, I'd say. Okay. You oh. might see them in chains in May, but that's far too early because they dig them too early and they'll often get dieback. Uh, a new rose should never be planted until June. Okay, then. Uh, so I'd be just a little bit wary of that. Uh, have you pruned this existing one back a little bit? We have, yeah, and it doesn't seem like it's uh, doing it any favours. Oh, We've had a lot well, of wet weather too, which probably hasn't helped. Well, it wouldn't have. And what about fertilising? Uh, we gave it some dynamic lifter and actually a little bit of that rose and um, citrus sort of granular. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, you haven't done the wrong thing doing that. Um, look, yeah. you know, I suppose it depends. Um, it might... After, you know, the next prune, uh, say in July, uh, and we get a bit warm weather, it might come good, so you could right. hang in then because okay. you could still buy a new rose then. And can you buy them? When can you plant roses up until, like, early spring or...? Oh, yes, definitely. But, okay. you know, you will find it'll only be um, a nursery that probably has stock of them and they'll be right. potted and they'll be growing... And sometimes in early spring, they're even in flowers, so you can make a good decision about which rose you want. Right, yeah. I don't want to go to Hammer Barn and buy a new one. I don't trust their plants much anymore, so maybe I can go somewhere else. Yeah, well, Tingara Heights, you're not far from poppies. Yeah, okay. There you go. Solve the problem. (laughs) All right, thank you. Thanks, Grant. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, we've got Cathy now from Spears Point, and she's got a question about the lime tree. Hi, Cathy. How are you? Oh, hello, Judy. Now, Judy, I, I tend to not have success with lime trees. Right. Um, I've been trying. This is the third one in eight years that I've tried to grow. The last two got the gall wasp in it. Oh, yes, yes. Mine's got it in at the moment. And I believe, you know, I was told you just got to get rid of it all. Is that true? Even though I sprayed it with... No, no. The only thing you do, Cathy, which is what I'm about to do with my little one, that did produce 100 limes this year. Obviously, you might like gin and tonic with lime, do you? No. Oh, no. Well, I I don't grow mine for that reason. No, I I try the lime leaves out and... um, but also the lime, I just like lime. Yeah, it's, uh, and to buy them, lime. you know, I like them on, on salmon, and, but to buy yeah. them in the shops, <laughs> they're always the expensive thing, aren't they? Um, I've had one that's not a very happy little tree, and but this year it's produced 100 limes. Oh, and, my God, I'm lucky to get one. Well. All of those years, yep. And it's in the full sun, isn't it? It's in the it full sun. North, right. It's north, north, northerly aspect. Um, and I just, you know, that was what I was advised when I had trouble with it be- with them before. This is called a dwarf lime tree. Oh, yes, that's what but mine is. Yep. But it's taller than me, like I'm five foot something, but it's tall, grown taller than me. Well, you know, it's... Those nodules on it, yep, well, no fruit-forming. Fruit well, that's the gauler, wasp, and you need to cut those out, which I'm, I have to do to mine at the moment. Um, 
because there's no cure for that except removing them. So you need to prune those out and then give your lime tree. Now, this is a little secret of mine, but I'm going to tell you. I give okay. mine sudden impact for roses. All right, yep. Now, the reason I do that is because it's right next to the rose bed. But apart yep. from that, um, uh, roses like alkaline soil and so do citrus. So uh -huh. if you use sudden impact for roses, I'm going to assure you that it will fruit. Oh, cross fingers, I really hope so. Yeah, but you've got to cut that gaula wasp out. Okay, and then uh, you probably need to go to a nursery. No, 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 spraying won't do anything with that gauler. No. No, so you need to go to a nursery probably to find sudden impact. Yeah, yes, yeah. I heard you talk to the other fellow about the sudden impact. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really good. So uh, you won't go wrong. I'll guarantee you'll start to get fruit. Well, cross, okay, well, I have all the faith in the world. Well, so otherwise, Kathy, you know. You, you know where to catch me on a Monday. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I have rang up, up over the years, and it, it, that was the advice, not from you, Judy. I think it was a guy one time, and he just said, cut it all up and put it all in the bin. That would have been Scott. Oh, he wouldn't mean the whole tree. I think he means the gawler, where the gawler oh, is. Well, well, I've got the wrong message. <laughs> <laughs> Did you cut the whole tree up? Oh, yeah, I got rid of it. And I put another one in. And I got it again. And I got rid of that one. <laughs> and now I've got another one. Oh, Greg, I think we'll sack Scott. It might have been Scott. <laughs> no, no, I think maybe I just had a blonde moment or something. <laughs> but okay. now I can say... I can say it'd be a grey moment. <laughs> Thank you, Judy. Thank okay, Kathy. Good luck with that, yeah. darling. Yeah. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. It's Gardening Talk back on 2 FM. If you've got a question, 49216216. And we've got Ed from Curry, And he's got a question about the banana tree. Hello, Ed. How are you? Oh, I'm good, thanks. How are you going? Very well, thank you. Do the banana trees grow successfully at curry? What about the cold? Does that not get them? Well, <laughs> this is a, this is an interesting thing and an interesting garden. Um, I've never worried about it. It's probably been in for 10 or 12 years. It um, probably stands about four metres high. And one day, just after Christmas, um, there were bananas on it there was a, this little pod was looking at me and um i thought okay this is interesting so i let it develop um it got to the point where there was about oh probably 250 bananas on it and it just wanted to keep producing them these bananas are probably lady fingers or something like that they're not yeah, a real they're not one. a big one yeah yeah um it's it's growing between a hibiscus and an olive tree um it's in a, in a really cottage garden is a good way to describe it. It's it's a real mixture of plants that are growing there. But anyway, I did some research and I read somewhere about the um, if you cut the pod off, it then um, allows the all of the energy to go into ripening the fruit. So I did that when I had about as I said two hundred two hundred and fifty bananas on it. Um, but it's just sat there. I've, I've got the banana bags and I've put those on it. 
kept up the water to it um, and that sort of thing, but they just don't seem to be ripening. And, um, yeah, so I didn't know what to do with it from that. Oh, so how long ago did it start to fruit? Oh, probably oh, six, eight weeks ago. Oh, look, it does take longer, Ed. But the yeah. problem is, too, uh, in that time, we went from hot weather to a lot of rain, didn't yeah. we? Uh, yeah. And I have uh, a grove of bananas in the garden next door to my home, and uh, hence I get a lot of birds in there, but also we do get bats going after the bananas. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, my neighbour, she doesn't tend to um, harvest them. And they just, you know, drop on the ground. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But um, I really think it's probably been a weather problem with you, uh, yeah. because you know we now we've you're going into cold weather and bananas like the the warmer weather. Mm. Uh, but you've probably done all you can do, really, if you've used the banana bags. Yep. Um, but look, I wasn't really expecting the first crop on an old plant. I wasn't expecting anything special from it. Yes, I, yeah. I didn't want to do anything that might um, risk future crops. Um, you know, I, I'll have to start caring for this thing now. <laughs> 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 but, um, well, uh, well, it sounds like you will have to. But has it actually had babies that tree? Yes, it has. Oh, right, okay, right, yeah. yeah. The, the main trunk, the, the trunk that the bananas are coming from is probably about 12 inches in diameter. Right. It's a fairly stable yep. um, thing, but there are three or four other um, shoots, shoots coming, coming off, off it. yeah. So it looks like it's got a future, um, and I've read that I have to cut the, uh, the, the, the one out that's fruited. You get rid of it and, and let the others grow, so... Um, yeah, I, I just well, I took one of the hand or a couple of the hands off. We put them in brown paper bags, brought them inside. We've tried all sorts of things, put them with other fruit, um, you know, all the things they sort of talk about. But I just wasn't sure whether to expect anything or you know. Well, Ed, I have to say, if they're only little bananas, mm-hmm. um, and that is what happens in the house next to me. I would never get up on a ladder and even worry about cutting them off because they're fairly insignificant little bananas, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They, they, I mean, they're probably, yeah, you know, five inches long. Oh well, that's all right. They're worth saving. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not. They're not tiny little things. They're. Um, but I mean, I cut the pot off because it just looked like it was going to keep producing more and more flowers and more and more fruit. You know, I. I kept looking at it thinking, it's got to stop soon, it's got to stop soon, but the pod just seemed to keep going, you know. So. Maybe it didn't want to be cut off. I um, stretch my neck out saying that, but um, yeah, yeah. maybe when you get the next crop, uh, leave them and let them go to fruition, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I'll, I'll do that next time. <laughs> okay, Ed. <laughs> yeah, but oh, well, thanks for that. Good yeah. luck with them. All right, thank you very much. Thank you, bye. Bye-bye. It's Gardening Talk back on 2 and you are FM and we've got time for a couple more calls. We've got Virginia from Merriweather and she's got grasshoppers all over a citrus. Does that sound good? Oh, Virginia, that doesn't sound good. Have you got a good pair of secateurs, dear? <laughs> I think that's what I'm probably going to need, aren't I? Yeah, it's just cut them in worrying. half, cut them in half. Right. And kill them. <laughs> oh, okay. 
<laughs> because, Virginia, haven't you noticed when you spray grasshoppers, you have to get it on their back for it to really kill them? Well, I've only been doing like the soapy water and vinegar, and right. um, and that's why I thought, do I need to go something stronger to to try and eliminate them because they're not going away at all. Right. They just go away for a bit and they come back the next morning. <laughs> well, I tell you, I've made Molotov cocktails. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> And uh, at one stage, when I come up my drive, my lime tree is there on my left, and I started making up this mixture uh, because if I drove in the garage and got the spray out, by the time I got to the tree, they'd fly away. So I started stopping the car, putting the window down and spraying them from the car. (laughs) All the listeners will think I'm crazy, but that is the truth, Greg. That's what I did. But now, Virginia, I was just saying to Greg when we were off air a minute ago, um, I've got a lovely shrub and I thought my staff had cut it back to the ground. And when I walked up to it, they're like as long as my finger and they're everywhere, aren't they? So, look, the best thing you could do if you want to spray them is mix up malathon and white oil. Malathon, okay. And white oil. But you have to sneak up on them. Yes. Is it best to do it in the morning rather than the afternoon? Oh, well, look, whenever you spray that, there can be bees around, but in the afternoon the bees have gone home to bed. Okay, so yeah. do them in the afternoon. Do them in right. the afternoon is better. So it's malathon yeah. and white oil. Malathon, And okay. you can get that mixed up already and then you've just got to add water to it. Oh, great, okay. Because there's a really large brown grasshoppers. Oh, well, that's them. That's what I've got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're everywhere and they're just, uh, yeah, they don't seem to be going away at all. Well, you know I live not far from you, Virginia, so I go out there and I wave them across to you. <laughs> so I need to send them back across the road. <laughs> I'll do that late at night. <laughs> okay, malathon and white oil and your fingers crossed and then get your secateurs out and go As cut well. right through their centre. Oh, thank you so much for your help. I'll okay, Virginia, I hope that works, darling. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Virginia. Now, just before we get to our last call, we have to do something in a few days, don't we, Judy? Oh, we do. It's coming up to Anzac Day. Yep. And as you know, we plant a special plant on Anzac Day. We plant poppies. We plant poppies. And before you plant poppies, a week or two before, you need to put poultry manure in the soil mm-hmm. because poppies love an alkaline soil. But you dig that through about a week or two before you plant your poppies. Right, okay. And you'll have poppies growing for Anzac Day. Excellent. Good stuff. Very good. We've got Terry now from Maitland, and he's got a question about the potted finger lime tree. Hello, Terry, a potted finger lime tree. Yeah, I've got a potted finger lime tree. Uh, It's in a pot about 18 inches deep by about 600 round. Um, It gets fruit on. The tree looks beautiful, real healthy. Uh, but I don't get any fruit off of it. Starts of fruit and then they fall off. Right. Okay. So, how big is the tree? That's not a very big pot, is it? No, that's uh, two foot by about eighteen inches. Yeah, that's not very big. And how big is the lime? Oh, probably about uh, one point five high now. Right. Yeah. Could look. Could be time. Not now. 
but come the yeah. spring, maybe I'd repot it into a bigger pot. Yeah. And fertilise it with something like that sudden impact I've been talking about. Okay. And right. um, let's see if that makes a difference. And it's in the sun, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got beautiful sun, faces north. Um, yeah, I just couldn't work out what was going wrong. Yeah, but no, look, it. I just think it's wanting to go into a bigger pot, so I'd wait now until the oh. spring. Okay. Would it be better if I planted it in the ground? Uh, possibly, if you've got a good spot in the sun. Yeah, I've got a good spot in the sun. Yeah, right next to the water tank. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. No, we'll do that um, because okay. then then you'll remember to make sure it gets water as well. But um, yeah, um, definitely uh, make sure you do give it some fertilizer when when we get to about August. Okay. No problem. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, Terry. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. Thanks, Terry. It's Guarding Talk back on 2NURFM. Judy Sharp, we've got about a minute left. You did mention poppies. Is there anything else you want to mention before you head on out? We do have, like, someone did suggest a potato peeler to get yes, rid of Yes, 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 I see that. Um, well, I don't know. You might be... Um, want to be a good potato peeler. It would be, yeah, because, you know, we've been talking to listeners today. The gall wasp is quite big. Yep. Uh, mine might respond to a potato peeler. I shall try that um, before I suggest it to the listeners, I think. Yep. Um, I'd go buy a separate potato peeler. <laughs> have I got a potato a peeler? Well, why couldn't I just use a knife? A knife? Oh, I guess so, yeah. Might be, potato peeler might be safer. Oh, no. I might go home and get out if, a if knife. You've got, and... If you've got good knife skills. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll talk about it another time if it works. Okay, then we'll... We'll watch, speak about that next week. Okay. Thank you very much, Greg. Judy Sharp, thank you very much. Guarding Talk back again back next Monday from midday. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.